Hello and welcome to the Euro Trips podcast. The domestic season is now over with Villarreal and Chelsea both crowned champs of Europe last week. Um, last week, of course, on our last podcast, we went through our worst team of the season. We are now focusing on our best team of the season. So we'll the same same format as last week. We're all going to go through our best uh, best teams one by one per position. We've gone for four three three this time as our formation, um, and yeah, we're going to then go with our combined team and then let you guys decide your combined best team this season. But before we begin, I'm going to go through the results of the poll for last week for our combined Twitter worst team of the season in Europe. So in goal, um, Rui Silva won the, won the uh, vote with 50% compared to 33% for Paolo Lopez. Uh, Hector Bellerin won the right-back vote. He got 60%, whereas people like Jacoponi and Bunastar got 20% each. Uh, Emery Chan got all the votes for this, one of the centre-back polls. And then the other one went to Eric <laughs> Dyer, who got 80% of the votes, which says it all, really. Uh, <laughs> Left-back uh, goes to Luca Calderola, just like we said. With Marcelo getting 20%, but Calderola getting 80%. The CDM role was a bit more um, of a contentious one, with um, Loftus Cheek getting 50%, where Simon Som and Sanson from Marseille and Villa both getting 25%. Uh, Enrado Enrique took the other spot with 75%, with Stephen Azondi getting 25%. Uh, William got 100%, 100% of the votes, so he is our right midfielder. Eden Hazard won the left midfielder role with 74%, with. Um, with finally up front in Bolo, and then finally, uh, this actually has changed since the did it. When I checked it last, it was 44% each for Isco and Zanadetto, but since then, um, Isco has won by 45%, uh, so which means our team is once I get it for you now. So, our worst team this season is Rui Silva, Hector Bellerin, Eric Dyer, Emery Chan, and Marcelo. Um, oh, for fuck's sake, I was uh, expecting you to say Marcelo Bielsa there. <laughs> no, I, I, no, no, I, no, don't cut, don't cut it out, editor. Don't cut it out. We keep in Andy's bluff. <laughs> no, I can't. I have to. Um, right, after I say in Bolo, I'll just carry on from then because I just realised what I did. I was reading up the one fo- wrong photo, right? Um, and so our final team, uh, as voted by you guys, is Rui Silva in goal, Hector Bellerin right back, Eric Dyer and Emery Chan in centre back, Calderola in left back position. In midfield, we've got Enrique and Loftus-Cheek as our holding midfielders. Isco is the cam. Hazard on the left. William on the right. And Briol and Bolo up front. So that is our worst team of the season. So we're now going to head into our best team of the season. So the first member of our team who will be going through their team is Alex. So Alex, who is your goalkeeper? Um, The best team of the season now, as uh, Andy kind of reminded me for this one, this <laughs> is strictly league on. Um, so, uh, I've, I've, I've roped the names of Ligue 1's players, um, so it's going to be less funny ones from other leagues, but it's fine. We've got Mike Mangion in goal, and because it's the best one, I'm going to be a bit more competitive. With I'm going to try and make sure each one of these gets in. Now, Mangion's been the goalkeeper of Lille. He kept 21 clean sheets this season in the league, which, uh, to compare, Petacek set the Premier League record uh, for 24 clean sheets. In the league. So, Mignon's not far off that. He's, for the those who love expected goals, Mignon saved about five more goals than should be expected of him. So, he's been brilliant in that aspect. He's been absolutely fantastic in the last half of the season. Anyone who's watched Lille in the last few games, even if they've just watched it once, they would have seen Mignon making a fantastic save at some point. And if 
you don't believe me. You can believe Milan, who have chosen Mike Mignon to be the replacement for Donnarumma, who looks like he's going to be the greatest goalkeeper of the 21st century. So if that is not an endorsement, I don't know what is. Brilliant. And so our next choice is going to be from the Premier League, uh, and that is going to be me. So I had a a tough choice. I was torn between two goalkeepers. I was torn between uh, Emi Martinez of Aston Villa, and I was torn between also... um, Edison of Man City. Now, I've gone for Edison purely for the fact that Villa, that City um, kept their good form going longer than Villa. I think that Edison also had 28 clean sheets this season. And I think that overall, I think he was um, one of the best in terms of you look at not only his saves he's making, but also his distribution, which obviously is one of his um, best known traits. And obviously City were obviously worthy champions. So I think purely for, uh, obviously, Villa had a great first six months, obviously, until about January, February time, when Grealish got injured, and I think since then they weren't the same, whereas, obviously, Man City have been consistent pretty much all throughout the season, if you exclude the first month or two. So, that is why I've gone for Edison, because I think, overall, he's just been ever so slightly better than Martinez, but it's it was very... I'm, I, I hate to cut you off, Andy, oh, as you on. host a podcast, and it's only you're only 75% of the way of your first... Um, contribution, but I, I heavily disagree. You should go for Martinez because, yeah, you mentioned Villa have dropped off towards the end of the season. You think how much they would have dropped off if Martinez wasn't in goal? Mm-hmm. And two, how many times can you remember Martinez making an error this season? Not many. Well, same with Edison. Have you seen him make a mistake? Yes, he's made four by this season by the stats. He's made right, four okay. errors. One led straight to a goal, three led straight to a shot. So I'm just saying. But uh, uh, both have been good. Right, OK. Well, that one I can leave to Twitter because I think that's very... Um, I, I can see a point, to be fair. I can see, um, obviously, me mentioned the errors. You mentioned, obviously, the fact that... But I think, also, I think obviously, Martinez has to be in since one of the signings of the season. Um, but I would have Edison just ever so slightly above Martinez, I think, overall. Uh, but I'm obviously... It was probably my second hardest decision to make was the goalkeeper one. So um, that's fair, that's fair. So yeah, I think I'll go with Edison just, but I think I can definitely sort of agree with anyone who does say Martinez uh, to, to, to sort of who, who, who would say he's the best. So yeah, that one I'm open for, for me for being proved wrong. So um, thank you, Alex. <laughs> it's fine. When it, well, the pressure means you give, a, uh, you give a stronger answer, which you just did. So, you know, it all yeah. works out. Right, so next one is Naeem. Um, so tell me, who's your Spanish goalkeeper of the season? Right, yeah, so I've gone for Jan Oblak of Atletico Madrid, um, purely because of the reason he's part of their, their title winnings team this season. He kept the most clean sheets out of any goalkeeper in the league. Um, he kept 18. Uh, he also conceded the fewest amount of goals in the league, which was 25, and he had a save success rate of 84.4%. And obviously with him, he's pretty much been a top five goalkeeper over the last couple of years like people do talk about him but yeah I'm gonna go with Jean Oblak as my goalkeeper and finally Ryan who's your Serie A uh, goalkeeper of the season so mine is Samir Handanovic of Inter Milan and he made 36 appearances 15 clean sheets so not bad record really but wasn't the easiest decision, really. There wasn't, I don't think, a standout keeper. It was sort of fit between Handanovic uh, and Donnarumma, really. But because Inter won the league, oh, it's just, it's, he's won by virtue, really. Fair enough. So we've all gone for title-winning goalkeepers with our first selections. Um, so our next choice is right-back. So 
Ryan, not Ryan, Alex, who have you gone for? Now, this was a bit of a, a tricky one, because I don't think there's been a standout right back in Ligue 1. The one linked to lots of different clubs is Zeki Celik of Lille, but he hasn't played enough minutes for me to say it's the best right back. So I've scraped someone else out of the barrel, and that's Jonathan Klaus. And I may be slightly cheating, so when you guys vote, I do want to... It's important for me to bring up, he, he has played right wing back, really, not fully right back. Uh, for RC Lons or Racing Club Lons. Now they were re- they were promoted last season, and they they many outsiders have tipped them to go down. But they've had a very very strong uh, finish to Liga Lons and getting the table up now because they don't want to get their position wrong. But they were challenging for Europe, and Klaus has been a big part of that. He's got three goals and eight assists from right, right wing back position, which is really strong. And yeah, Lons finished um, seventh in the league. Just three points off fifth place Marseille, which would have been enough to get you into the uh, the Europa League. So, Klaus has had a very good season. He's been a big part of that launching. I think he's been the top assisting right back in Liga and the top scoring one as well, ahead of Florenzi, who's brought in for PSG. So, I think maybe maybe he's not as strong in terms of other players on the pitch in his reputation, but he's had a very good season. So, I had to bring him up. Fantastic. So... For me, this one was my hardest choice out of all my players. It's my right-back choice. Now it's torn between the few players. Uh, my honourable mentions goes to... Hector uh, Bellerin? Uh, yeah, yeah, he was actually one of them. <laughs> 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 um, I was torn between the two City full-backs. I think Joe Jalconcello and Carl Walker both had good seasons. But I think overall, for me, there's one player I think has been excellent um, for a team that has surprised many this season in West Ham. I've gone for Vladimir Kufal as my right-back. And uh, I think because um, even though Cancelo and Walker have had a great season, they've not played like every game. But Kufal has been there for most games. And I think I was looking at his stats of the day. He's made 49 blocks, 36 tackles, one, 61 crosses, um, 84 progressive passes, three assists and 84 tackles and interceptions. Um, and I think that um, in terms of that, no, he's, sorry, seven assists, I should say, um, he's been, I think West Ham been excellent this season. I think they've been really solid defensively. Um, and I think that in terms of, I had to get West Ham player in somewhere here because I think the way they've been in the season, I think they've been they've been excellent. I think they deserve to have at least someone you know in the in the reckoning for um, for two seasons. I think that Kufal has been an excellent signing first of all for West Ham. I think he's been part of their great recruitment, which I did mention in the previous podcast um, with also players like Suchek and Lingard as well. So I do think overall, Luke Kufal it's, it's not been the sort of a stellar right back. It was like previous years you had Trent, obviously last couple of years was was the standout right back. And I think also he did until recently have a very high dip in form. So I do think for me, um, obviously the right back class isn't quite as good as it has been in the past. But I think for me, I'd have Kufal just for how solid he's been. He's played, he's played in every, pretty much every game he's been involved in. And yeah, I, I, that's my right back choice, Kufal. Uh, and Naeem, who have you got? My right back is uh, Kieran Trippier. Um, he got six assists um, this season. Um, although he was obviously out for ten weeks, because obviously he got um, obviously he got he got banned from football for ten weeks. Um, he's been a pretty solid addition to Atletico Madrid in his second season. Um, he, he he does provide a lot going forward, and he is pretty de- um, defensively solid. And it's also the fact that obviously he won the title with them as well. So. With Kieran Trippier, he, he's going to be the best right-back in my team of the season. And then, Ryan, who have you got? I've got Juan Cuadrado from Juve. Uh, 
more for his attacking prowess, more than his defensive, but similar to Naeem's, he is good defensively as well, but he's got 10 assists, which is like winger attacking midfield level, and two goals as well to add into the mix. Been a been a great signing for Juve over the last couple of years since they got him from Chelsea, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah Chelsea. Yeah, so, yeah, he's my right back. Very good. And then centre-backs will let us both, same as last week, we'll both go for our centre-backs at the same time. So, Alex, who are your two centre-backs? I was just writing down the names that I'm keeping track of them properly this time because it's got a bit muddled up this time. Um, both my centre-backs, uh, one of them has to be, is a shoo-in. Uh, it's Jose Font. Now, I, I, I'll be disrespected if this man is not in the team this season. Is he the best defender in Europe? No. But at the age of 37, stroke 38, he's led Lille to the title. Uh, there are a few Lille players in here, no surprise. But it's, it's warranted. Font has been the captain of this side of a very young team. Now, before I touch on his performance, and don't worry, I'll keep it brief. I want to touch on the fact of his leadership qualities because we've seen so many young sides go to the top of the table and fall away. I mean, Naeem, you, you could talk about Real Sociedad, right? And Sevilla, they were hitting the heights in the beginning of the season of La Liga. And there was a bit of talk that, oh, could they do the surprise title swoop? And it takes a lot to sustain that. I mean, even like going back to La Liga with Atletico, they've fallen away near the end. And what you need to rely on is an elder statesman to come in and guide the team. Now, Lille's players... In the starting lineup, only Yilmaz and Font are over the age of 30. And Font has been the one to, off the pitch, keep everyone calm. In the, in the press, he was the first person to say, I think we can win the title. He's done very well, and a lot of players have spoken well about that. Elsewhere, he's also been very hard to get past. So he's won 65% of his tackles, and he's played nearly every single minute. I think he played every minute of uh, Lille's title race up until the last couple of games when he was suspended. So, at the age of 38 now, there's no way you can't put him in. The person next to him, a bit more forgivable, is someone called Loic Bader, or Bada. He's had a bit more of a breakout season in Ligue 1, uh, at the age of 21 years old. And he got, he's been playing for RC Lons as well, the team that's finished 7th, in the heart of the defence. He's been targeted by Leicester uh, in the rumours. Mm. Yeah, and see, he's someone else as well who's just popped out of nowhere. Uh, popped up from Ligue 2 and he's another one who's completed uh, over 60% of his tackles his headers, he's also a very good passer out of the back um, yeah, I'm going to put Font and Bardet in there Fantastic, and then now it's down to the Premier League now I've gone for two players that both play for the same team uh, I think for, for what I wanted my two the back is a partnership and I've gone for Ruben Diaz who for me is also a shoe-in and John Stones, I think that um, obviously, when you want to send about partner, you want someone a team that can play well together. And I think that these two showed this season that they've been such a great partnership in cities. In obviously one of City's best features this season has been their defence. And I think that with them two there, I think them two have been solid at the back. I think obviously DF for me is not only the signing of the season, but I think he's also my PFA Player of the Year. That's who I'd vote if I was one of the players voting. I think he's been absolutely sensational. I think he's been a leader in that back. And I think he has no doubt imp- really improved John Stones has been the reason why we've seen John Stones have such a resurgent season uh, in the one just gone. So I do think um, obviously John Stones popped in with the goals as well. Uh, and also DS got one, I think it was one or two this season as well. So I think they've both been getting involved in goals. 
they've both been very solid at the back, and I think that um, obviously, yeah, that that's that's basically all I can say. With that's all I can say about it. Really, they've both been very solid, and they both um, have been my choices as my two centre backs for the um, my Premier League team. So, Naeem, who have you gone for as your two Spanish centre backs? Yeah, so I've, my first one is Stefan Savic, another Atletico Madrid player, third <laughs> one so far. <laughs> um, yeah, so he, well, he's, he's been part of, obviously, their title-winning team. Um, they've kept, obviously, quite a few clean sheets, um, him and um, Felipe. Uh, although he has been booked 15 times, um, that still doesn't really make, make no difference um, compared to, obviously, what he's done at the back. Um, obviously, he's an ex-Man City player, and he, he knows what... It, it takes to win a title, so yeah, he's been he's been he's been probably one of the best centre backs in the league. My second centre back is uh, Rafael Varane of Real Madrid. Um, he's played pretty much a crucial role in Real Madrid's back back line, um, playing the majority of their games this season. Um, whilst obviously Sergio Ramos has been signed sidelined through different spells in the season, um, he's been pretty well disciplined as well only been booked twice and he's also chipped in with two goals this season so yeah my centre back pairing is Savage and Varane and then finally Ryan who are your two centre backs so my two are Christian Romero of Atalanta and Milan Skriniar of Inter and obviously two two teams there who both finished in the top four so no surprise but Christian Romero, especially for me, was uh, a shoo-in for this team anyway, because he's playing in in an Atalanta team that bombs forward, that scores goals, that plays in a, a very attacking manner. And so his role as a centre-back is crucial to their team. And they haven't, you know, they haven't conceded a stupid amount of goals, but he's one of the most highest-rated defenders, uh, not just defenders, players in the league. So... Easy decision for that one. Both of them scored. Uh, what Romero got two goals. Skriniar got three. And one stat that did uh, impress me with Romero is that he can he has won three point six um, of his aerial duels, which is, I believe, only the third or fourth um, highest in the league, just only behind the likes of Ibrahimovic and. Um, Andreas Cornelius as well, obviously massively tall strikers. So, yeah, that's it. And my two centre-halves. Fantastic. And then now on to the left-back position. Um, so, Alex, who is your league-earned left-back of the season? Um, <laughs> much along the same size, same lines as Nio. I've gone through another title-winning left-back. <laughs> I've, gone, I've gone... But I, I promise this is the third-last one out of the next six available. <laughs> We've got Ronaldo. Ronaldo of Lille. Um... Now, even if he doesn't get in to this final team we've got, I just want to tell a bit about, because Ronaldo is a Mozambique left-back, um, 20, 27 years old, right? Wait, he turned 27 this season. For a background, there's not many players who've come from Mozambique and made it into Europe's big leagues. In fact, I've actually had a couple of messages from people from Mozambique who've asked me how is he getting on, because... He's kind of like he's a bit like Son in Korea. They rate him very highly because he's like he's like he's made it. He's made the journey, mm-hmm. and he was in danger actually of leaving Lille because uh, they'd been pushing this young Croatian left back called Dominikov uh, Bradaric um, to play. He's just turned twenty-one years old. They've been pushing him for minutes, and he really pushed Ronaldo out last season. Who, as I said, he he, he was previously a winger, but this season he was given the chance to play at left back, and. 
he's completely made the role his own. He hasn't scored or assisted anything, but he's been impossible to get past. Uh, he's won seventy five percent of his aerial duels, which is fantastic. Uh, he's won 63% of his tackles, which is also good. But he's also been completing a lot of dribbles per game too. And as, and just like from the eyes on the ground, from my perspective, he's done barely anything wrong. I mean, we uh, I, I jibed about Edison earlier about his errors. Uh, Ronaldo's not made a single error this season, and he's kept 11 clean sheets when he's been on the pitch. So I think he's... It, it may be hard to dress it up as something so amazing because it's a left-back still, but... Ronaldo's been very solid, and it's just a nice story to see him uh, come out of nowhere, reinvent himself, uh, a bit like a player I'm going to get onto in a bit, actually, and uh, make it the position he's own. Uh, fantastic, fantastic. And then my left back is almost similar to directly to yours, Alex, the fact that they have sort of reinvented themselves over recent years. I mean, obviously, my left back is someone who has had a lot of injury problems since he joined Man U, but I've gone for Luke Shaw as my left back. I think Ooh. that he um, obviously... He was came in, obviously came to Southampton as a very sort of promising left back, and obviously all the injuries came in since he joined Man U. Obviously all the all the apparent weight issues he had, where obviously Mourinho used to publicly call out, and I think that this has been his one season where he's truly been a consistent all season. I think he obviously started. He played thirty two games in the league. He scored one goal. Um, obviously got five assists, and I think that you look at obviously again same as the right backs. It hasn't been sort of you know. And he's standout left back, seeing like Andy Robertson back in the day, a couple of years ago, last year. Obviously, he's again like Trent, not, not had his best season. And I think that Aaron Questall deserves a massive shout. Aaron Questall really deserves a huge mention in this team. I think he was very close to being considered for this team. Um, I think overall, I think I have to give it to Luke Shaw for first of all how he's improved, first of all, but I think also how sort of consistent he's been. I don't think he's made you know too many high-profile errors that I can think of, but off the top of my head. Uh, but I think also you look at sort of Manu and, and obviously they obviously lost in the Europa League final, but I think overall they still finished second place in the league. And I think for a while they were, until December time, definitely thought of as sort of title contenders. And I think Luke Shaw, for me, has been solid. I think he's been, you know, he, he's been very, very impressive in that left-back role. So that's my choice, Luke Shaw. Uh, Naeem, who is a La Liga left-back? Yeah, so this one might shock a few people, but um, my left back is Javi Galan. Um, he played for now relegated Huesca. Um, he he pretty much plays in a back three, so he's pretty much a wing back. But um, here's a little stat here: um, he's a, he's only one of two pl- players in the league to reach triple figures for successful dribbles. So he got 122. Um, well, obviously, although they got relegated, he's been like the standout player this season, and um. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked to see other teams trying to come in for him. So yeah, my left back is Javi Galen. That's and what he's fi- And finally, Ryan, who's your Syria left a left back of the season? I think this one is without doubt a shoe in to be in the combined team, and that is Teo Hernandez of AC Milan. One of, if not, well, he is the best left back in the league, I believe, and just contributes to everything he's got seven goals and five assists as a left back uh two man of the match awards as well that's kind of says it all really i think i don't think any of those other left backs you guys have mentioned uh could, could lace his boots and yeah he's in fantastic so now we're on to um seven mid now for this one we are once again going to go for all three of our players in in one go so, um, actually, you know what? I'm going to go for one each. 
just to keep it a bit of a variety. Um, so, so DM first. Yeah, I mean, it depends how you want to have your fourth if you whether you want to do, you know, one holding, two two further forward. You want to have two deep. I mean, my one's going to be one deep and two further forward. Mine, mine too, mine too. Yeah, so we'll, we'll do that. We'll do, um, what about you, Ryan and I? I mean, yours also one holding? Yeah, one holding and, yeah, two more attacking. Right, no, yeah, so we'll, mine. We'll, we'll do our holding first, then we'll do our attacking ones afterwards. Lovely. Brilliant. Okay. So, who's your holding midfielder? Mine? <laughs> I have done a last minute change because I felt in danger of just building a Lil side. And you know, <laughs> obviously, obviously, people might have seen me. They, they might know me for Lil recent uh, video on the Nuts documentary. But I want to show them a bit more than that. And I actually want to cater to some Premier League audiences here with Trevor Chalobah of Ooh. Chelsea, who's been on loan at Lorient, a team that for much of the season is in the relegation zone. Now, Chalobah is 21. And he's the brother of Nathaniel Chalibur, who's been playing at Watford. And much like many Chelsea lonelies, Trevor Chalibur, especially at the start of the season, looked like a player who was just a money-making thing. Like, they're just going to sell him in a couple of years to, to, to like, I don't know, Southampton and make, like, a quick buck. But over the course, over the course of the season, he's really proven himself. So, at the first half, he's been playing in midfield for Lorient. And in midfield... It was brilliant. He he was completing 3.3 interceptions, which was the second most in league earned per game. So to give you an idea, uh, I could quickly get it up. I believe N'Golo Kante is only be making around 2.6. So it's it's big N'Golo Kante vibes. And he's also been making a healthy amount of tackles too. But getting halfway through the season, it wasn't all working for Lorient. Even though Chalabur had been doing some good things, he'd been carrying them up the pitch well at the age of 21. Lorion were 19th and they were struggling in the uh, struggling. So it got to uh, about uh, March and then Chalabar changed. He dropped into the middle of a back three and he became a, he, he started playing centre back. And in there, somehow, he became a bit more of a libero. He got two assists and a goal in the last five games, uh, including the goal on the final day against Strasbourg, which helped Lorion stay up. And it's just, again, he's proved himself in two different positions. By the way, in a position that Thomas Tuchel will crave at Chelsea. So if he goes back, he's at least got a chance to prove himself. And in a relegation side where your motivation can often go low, I mean, look at Ethan Ampadu, he's done very well there and he's been very consistent for Lorient. Brilliant. So my Holland is actually, he's not won by trade. But I think the way my team's gone, I had to have these three midfielders in my team. I think there's no one else. I mean, obviously, Thomas Suchak has to have a really... He was so close to getting this team. Thomas Suchak, he was so close. Lots of people as well, like Rodri. He's also someone that deserves a massive mention. But for me, I've gone for Ilkay Gunnar. You'll see why I put him in the holding mid role in a minute when you see my other two centre midfielders I've got in my team. But I think for me, Ilkay Gundogan has to go in his team somewhere because he was so crucial to that team in that January-February spell. When he got all those goals, obviously, that was a spell when City really went from, you know, contenders to sort of running away with the league. And I think he went for that really good spell of scoring so many goals in so many games. And I think that his form was really crucial for Man City sort of getting a, you know, getting a hold on everyone else in the league. And I think that, obviously, he's got 13 goals, three assists. Um, he's been a mainstay of, for most of the season. Obviously, someone else who's known for injuries in the past, he's been pretty much injury-free most of the year. And I think that overall, I think he, for me, he has to be in there somewhere. And I've got to put him in somewhere. So I've gone for him as holding midfielder. 
Um, Ilkay Gundogan. Uh, Naeem, who's yours? Right, yeah. So my defensive midfielder is Casemiro. Um, with with obviously Casemiro, he got uh, with combined tackles and interceptions, he got combined 154. Um, although he's obviously a, a central defensive midfielder, he actually contributed to six goals and four assists this season. And um, he's probably one of the best ball winning midfielders in uh, the world. Probably probably say Kante is probably up there, probably being one of the best. So yeah, he's he's going to be my defensive midfielder and my team of the year. And then Ryan, who have you gone for? Well, I haven't got a DM. I've gone with three attacking midfielders because I'm a fucking maniac. But um, <laughs> one of them is Lorenzo Pellegrini of Roma, just simply because he's got seven goals, six assists and seven Man of the Match awards which is just unreal. And he's had a really good season. Roma's standout player. And yeah, he goes into that spot. And then, Alex, who is your um, next sort of send midfielder that you've got on your team? Well, the net, I've got the next two yeah. attacking midfielders. We have Go got an unnamed, an un- unknown name, and a bit more of a, a, fall, a previously fallen. Uh, gi- not giant, but youngster. We've got Teji Savanier in first. He's of Montpellier, and he's kind of burst out of nowhere, age 29. He's done a bit in his career, but this season he's got five goals and five assists from midfield. But he's also been contributing the fourth most key passes per game, which is passes leading into a shot. So one of the most creative players, and also the 19th most uh, shots per game, which I know 19th, all oh, that doesn't sound like that much. But from centre midfield, that's con- that's playing against attackers, like wingers, strikers, whatever. And he's still having 19th most shots. And basically, he's just been extremely creative. Very good uh, very good display from Teji Savanier. As Montpellier have been quite fun this season as they've challenged Lyon uh, PSG. But Lyon is the other team I've gone to because I have gone for a name that Ryan's going to remember. It's Lucas Paqueta. The former Milan wonder kid. The full, I tell you what, I, I bet there's been about a billion views worth of YouTube pilots on Lucas Paqueta of his skills of all the things because he, he was a phenomenon for a bit. But obviously he didn't really do well in Milan. I'm sure if we did this podcast last year, he would have been the worst team of the season. But he's gone to Leon and surprisingly enough, completely reinvented himself. Previously, he was a bit more of a attacking player, this creative guy who was doing all the skills. Now... Is an absolute workhorse. It does. He has scored nine goals and assisted five, so that's a really big return for him. But he's been completing the most tackles and interceptions in the squad. So not only has he been very good in front of goal and creating, but he's also been Leon's best defensive player in terms of winning the ball back. He's been vital to them, and I think only a handful of players have made have played more minutes than him. In fact, yes, only seven players made more minutes than him this season, and only three players have scored more goals, and only one, two players have assisted more in the Leon squad. He's, he doesn't show up in the top stats in league, um, but it's just because he's done a bit of everything. Been a great display from Lucas Paqueta, and at the age of 23, it proves that he's revived his career, and there's definitely a lot more left in the tank. Well, let's see how that career goes. Um, so, my two attacking mids are both from Manchester, one from each uh, colour, one from red, one from blue. I've gone for Kevin De Bruyne and Bruno Fernandes. Firstly, we'll talk about Kevin De Bruyne. Um, Stats-wise, not been obviously the monsters that we've seen in previous years, but he still managed to get 
in the Premier League, six goals and 12 assists, and then four assists and three goals in the Champions League. I think that De Bruyne is by far the best player in the Premier League. He is by far the best attacking player in the Premier League, by no doubt. I think he's one of the best, if not the best, like one of the best midfielders in the whole world, not just Premier League. Um, I think that obviously um, City, obviously League Champions, he's been again crucial start. He had a bit of a dodgy start to the season, but I think obviously he's got better, better throughout the season. He's just been his usual self, his usual sort of, you know, his creative self, his normal sort of um, dominating midfielder that we've seen, you know, all, all throughout his time at Man City. And then my other player, no shock, is probably my second choice in player of the year, if not third choice, um, is Bruno Fernandes. He is, for me, the same level as Eric Cantona and Van Dijk for impact made to a club. He has transformed that club. When he joined, they were nothing, They were doing nothing. Since he's joined, they've just been been so good. And I think he's also got 18 goals, 11 assists. I think he is the absolute heartbeat of that Man U team. He is he is what makes them tick. I mean, obviously Cavani has done well. Obviously, Rashford has his moments, same as Martial. But Bruno Fernandes is the man. He's a man that Man U fans need to focus all their future five years on. He's the man that he is just exceptional. And I know I'm saying as a Liverpool fan, but even I can't can't deny how good of a player he is. He is for me, yeah, he has to go in somewhere. Obviously, even in all in all competitions, he's got 28 goals and 17 assists from midfield uh, in all competitions. I think that says all really about how good he's been in this team. And I think that, um, again, same with Diaz, he's definitely up there for play of the year. And I think, again, I would not be shocked if he wins it. Same as Diaz and a certain striker who'll be mentioned later on. Um, so, yeah, I've gone for um, Kevin De Bruyne and Bruno Fernandes as my two um, midfielders. And then, Naeem, who are your two La Liga midfielders? Yeah, so my first one is another Atletico Madrid player. Um, it is Marcus Llorente. Um, yeah, so with Marcus Llorente, he's, Diego Simeone has obviously made him play a number of positions this season, a bit more like a bit more further forward this season. Uh he, he's, a, he's only one of two La Liga players to register double figures. Um, so he's got 12 goals and 11 assists. So his contribution to the team has been quite vital in the latter part of the season um, to get him over the line for that title win. So, yeah, any player that can get double digits and goals and assists, yeah, they, they can go in my team. Second one is Villarreal's Danny Parejo. Um, obviously the former Valencia man. The way, obviously, he dictates the midfield for Villarreal... Um, he's proven to be one of the better players this season and yeah those are my two attacking midfielder options and then finally um, Ryan who are your two Italian um, midfielders so mine are Ruslan Malinowski of Atlanta and Sergei Malinkovic-Savic of Lazio and uh Alex will know about Mananovsky. Obviously, we spoke about him the other week on the podcast, but he's got eight goals and 12 assists for Atalanta. One of the uh, best players for me in Serie A this season. Been absolutely extraordinary in that midfield, and he was always going to go in there for me. And then, yeah, Sergei Milinkovic-Savic, sort of similar stats, eight goals as well, nine assists, but he got eight man of the match awards for me he was Lazio's best player again similar to Lou, uh, Pellegrini of Roma both their uh, best players and yeah there were a few other choices the likes of uh, Barella from Inter Milan and Frank Kessie from AC Milan 
could have well made the list, but I went with them just because of their stats. Great stuff. And I forgot to mention, I have to mention Jack Grealish for how he started the season. I think if he if he's fit the whole season, he may have been in this team. But I think because of injury, um, I think for me, unfortunately, he will miss out. But I think he's also someone I have to mention who's had an excellent season. Um, so now on to the attackers. The, the, our front three, if you like, the um, the Mane Salafamino of our teams. Um, so, Alex, who is your la, uh, league in uh, right, right winger? Um, mine is Di Maria. Ooh, uh, yes, because I think he's I think he's had a bit of a uh, he's come under a bit of stick um, over the last couple of years because people think of that PSG front line and they think of. Think of Mbappe, think of Neymar, even think of Icardi. And Di Maria is becoming the forgotten man at the age of 33. But again, this season, he has proved he is still one of the best players in the world. And he's in. It, it was very clear what he's been doing with himself um, in last year's Champions League semi-final uh, against RB Leipzig, where he's a lot less dynamic, but he's a lot more cultured on the ball and very good from set pieces. Against Leipzig... He assisted twice with, uh, I remember the cross, I think for the second goal, I think it might have been Mbappe's, it was really, really nice, uh, really good vision. And this season he's got four goals and nine assists. And he's actually the only one of two PSG players in this team. Because I just think even he, he's been doing all he can uh, in this team. And he's the fact that... PSG have got all the money in the world and they could replace him at any point, but they, they still continue not only to keep him, but under two separate managers, he's still made 27 appearances. I think he, he's he been brilliant and he's still completely healthy amount of dribbles, 1.5 per game, which I think that'd be about the same as someone like Mason Mount. And yeah, I think, I think Di Maria's earned a massive shout to still be in this team. Probably he might be the oldest person in this team, but I think he deserves to be in it. Fantastic. So, my choice in right wing is no shock being a Liverpool fan. It's Mo Salah. I think he is the absolute, he was the easiest choice of the whole list for me. I think he's, there was no other real standout right wing as I can think, I could think of. I think Mo Salah, obviously every season he's guaranteed goals. He's got 22 goals and five assists this year. Obviously everyone knows our problems this season in attack. Obviously with Marne and Firmino not being quite the same players, but I think Salah's been the one constant throughout the whole season. He's been there banging in the goals and, um, when Mane and Firmino weren't banging him in, Salah was. So I think for me, Mo Salah has to be in this team, and he is absolutely my right winger choice in my Premier League team. Uh, Naeem, who is your La Liga right winger? Yeah, so I've gone for another Villarreal player. I've gone for Gerard Moreno. Um, so yeah, he's easily been Villarreal's player this season. Um, he's been directly involved in half of the team's goals scored in the league this season with 23 goals and seven assists. Um, also, although they finished seventh, um, he actually got their only goal in the Europa League final, and he he started off the score in the, the subsequent penalty shootout. So, my right winger is going to be Gerard Moreno. And then Ryan, who is yours? Well, mine isn't actually an out and out right winger. I've gone pretty much with three strikers, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but he does he can play on the right, and that is the ex. Everton and Chelsea striker Romeo Lukaku, just because he's had a great season by all accounts. 24 goals, uh, only second to Cristiano Ronaldo, and 11 assists as well. So he has been uh, getting the ball in and around to his teammates, the likes of uh, Lautaro Martinez. So 
yeah, it was quite an easy decision, really, for, for him to be in there. Uh, for Berlin stuff. So, now on to the striker, the um, the goal-getter, the, um, the the main attraction of some teams. So, um, we'll start with Alex again for La, for La Liga. Who mm-hmm. is your choice as striker? I think I've got a feeling who it is. Shall <laughs> <laughs> we all say his name at once? I think we know who's coming. Yeah. It is Burak Yilmaz. I mean, the fact we've all said it at once, <laughs> it, 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 it kind of shows that he, he has to be in. I mean, but just as a reminder, this season he's scored 16 goals and five assists in his first season in in the top five leagues of Europe at the age of 35. Right. I mean, that alone is absolutely fantastic. And then you throw in. The, the moment I think a lot of us would have started watching Liga, well, besides me, who's decided to sweat out all season, but the ones who've gone, actually, Liga isn't boring this year. Let me tune into it. And they've tuned in to watch Lille in their final few games. And they've seen Yilmaz just score some absolutely phenomenal goals. Mm. You think of the free kick against Leon, the long shot against Lons. It, even in the final game, he scored a penalty. But he's been fantastic. And I tell you what, I won't go on as much as a tangent as Fon, but he's also been the real big leader in this team. And that was definitely shown against Leon when Lille were 2-0 down in a game which, if they had lost, they would have fallen from first to fourth. 2-0 down going into halftime. Yilmaz steps up, scores a free kick, assists a second, runs through him, chips the goalkeeper for the third. He's been absolutely monumental. He's deserved Lille's Player of the Year award. I think he has to be in this team. But not as much, maybe, as my left winger. But we'll get to him. Well, I think I've got a definitely got a rival for your choice, Alex. I've gone for the man everyone's talking about at the moment, Harry Kane. He's the second player in Premier League history to be the top assist and goal maker of the season. He's I've uh, 14 assists, 23 goals. Only I think only Andy Cole's done that before in Premier League history to lead both for goals and assists. I think that we've seen Kane this season. I think we've seen Kane really up his game. I think um, one of the only things, good things, how they did at Spurs was. The way he's improved Harry Kane, think look at Harry Kane, uh, the way now he can sort of help out the team, not just with the goals, he can help out sort of with uh, tra- tracking back. Um, and now obviously you've seen this with now him obviously leading the assists. I think he's formed a good relationship with another player who might be in the team in a bit. Uh, and I think he's just been excellent this season. I think he's, what again, a bit like Salah, every year he's guaranteed goals. Uh, once again, injury did strike him, but I think overall... Kane's been excellent. I think Kane is one of the, been the best, one of the best players this season. If not, he may even win PFA Player of the Year. He's been that good. I think that from what Kane brings, not only for his goals and assists, but also his his sort of aura on the pitch, and I think the way he sort of helped up the team overall uh, defensively as well. I think that for me, I think Kane has to be within a shout of being this in this combined team. Um, so Naeem, who is your Spanish La Liga uh, striker? Yeah, top between obviously. Three players, so I was gonna I was gonna put Benzema in there because obviously that was his mm. best goal scoring season um, in a while for Real Madrid up front. But he don't know, he might he might get in my team. I don't know. But uh, and I was also gonna put Suarez uh, due to the fact obviously he moved from Barcelona um, and he's obviously still producing the goals. But I've gone for uh, Barcelona's Lionel Messi. Um, and obviously although Barcelona haven't been really this good this season. Uh, he's pretty much still been the main man in their team. And he obviously uh, finished the league uh, being a top goal scorer with 30 goals in 35 appearances. And 
This is also his 13th season in a row where he has got 20 or more league goals. So he's my main striker this season. That may be hard to beat. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ryan, who's your Italian um, striker of the year? So mine is from a team that was actually relegated, finished 19th, mentioned him countless times on the podcast. And that is um, Simi Nwankwao, just because he scored 20-plus goals in a team that finished 19th. And whether I could see, well, I mean, maybe Messi, but I don't know if if I'd see uh, either of these other two strikers doing that in a team that bad. You know, Crotone's players featured heavily last week in the worst team of the season. The fact that he's done that in such a shocking team was an easy decision i have a quick counter to naim's choice of positioning <laughs> because uh, um, gerard Mourinho, naim i'm pretty certain has played mainly up front for villarreal and has messi not played at right wing for barcelona i think those two should be swapped around well, i can't have to shoehorn him in but yeah i guess you're kind of right um I suppose I can swap them around. Right, so there's one less, there's one less competition for Yilmaz. Thank you very much, Naeem. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the real reason why. That's the yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> uh, Andy, I wouldn't laugh you, you. I've got a counter that's going to kill Harry Kane when we come to vote. Ooh. Well, I think my Kane's been well it, until till then. My Kane vote had been outdone by by Messi, but now maybe. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll see, we'll see. And no one's going to vote for Ryan's because even though his reasoning was perfect, his name was the less, least memorable. Don't so, you worry, yeah. I've got a plan. I, mean, <laughs> I think I know who your left winger is. I think I know purely for the name, but also being one of the best players in the world. I think this, surprisingly, hasn't been mentioned yet, but I'm pretty sure. Is this who I think is? Is it Mbappe next, your left winger? It, it is Mbappe. Yeah. It's Mbappe. 27 goals, 7 assists. I mean, it, it, I feel I feel bad just saying it's so monotone. You know, Mbappe is one of the best players in the world. We all know, but he, he's he's it's been his best season in France this season, and he's been PSG's top scorer. And I mentioned last week that PSG have been a horror show sportsmanship wise. It's why Neymar was in the worst team of the season because he's been an absolute c word off the off the pitch and well on the pitch too. Mbappe's actually been pretty classy the whole time. He's not really he's not been a, about that. In fact. I, I'm not checking now. He, he's not even had a red card. He's had five yellows. And also, who can forget the performance against Barcelona in the Champions League? Mbappe has been brilliant. And may I just make all of us feel bad? He turns 23 in December. He He's only 22. Look what he's achieved. Yeah, I, he does make you feel sad in that aspect. But Mbappe's in there for certain. Uh, fantastic. Uh, before I go on to my left winger... Quick announcement, we'll all be doing, uh, at the end of this, our manager of the season, but also our overall player of the season from, from each of our leagues. So I look forward to that at the end. Um, so my left winger, I was torn between two players. I think for me, I think I was torn between Phil Foden and Young Min Son. I think Phil Foden has been excellent. I think he's, without doubt, the young player of the year. Without doubt, um, I think he's been absolutely brilliant. I think he is England's future. I think he generally is someone that in, obviously will be in most team of the years from, from every year onwards. I think obviously this season saw him have his sort of breakout year and I think we saw it particularly in the second half of the season. But I'm going for someone, I'm going for someone that's been um, doing it all year long and that's going for Hyung Min Son of Spurs. 17 goals, 10 assists. Um, he, along with Kane, has formed a great partnership. 
I think he's been sort of... Spurs haven't had their great season, but I think Son and Kane have been the only two real players I suppose could have relied on in this team, I think, um, attacking-wise, that is. And I think that, um, for me, it was it was between Foden and, and Son, but I think overall, purely for the fact that he's done it all year long, rather than just more, more sort of as the season's gone on, I think, for me, I've gone for Young Min Son as my left winger. Uh, Naeem, who is your left winger? Yeah, so I've gone for Antoine Griezmann of Barcelona. Ooh. I was going to try and shoehorn Benzema in there, but I guess Griezmann is a bit more is more of a he can he can play off the off the wing and anywhere across the front three. Yeah, so um, after not very impressive first season at Barcelona, uh, this season he has kind of done more of the business this season round. He's got uh, thirteen goals in the league. And he has provided seven assists. So, yeah, I'm going to go for Antoine Griezmann as my left winger. And then finally, um, Ryan, who is your Syria left winger? Or striker, I should say. <laughs> well, you might have heard of him. I don't know if many people have, but yeah, it's Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, easy, yeah. <laughs> easy, easy decision. He destroyed everybody in the goal-scoring tally. Uh, I believe he got 29 goals or 28 goals. And in a team that didn't even win the league, that came only just come fourth as well. The, he's, you know, he's, I think he's 36. It's mental how he's still doing that. He's still producing that, you know, that many goals in a team that's underperformed as well massively. So easy, easy decision. Brilliant. So now our final two things, decisions are going to be our players of the season and managers of the season. Um, so I'm going to let Alex go first. Who is your league and uh, player and league and manager of the season? Uh, one, one's going to be like, as you guess, I mean, the manager has to be Gaultier. I mean, I, I, I did try and keep some little players out of it, but there, there is no manager in league who deserves it as much as Gaultier. In fact, he was awarded manager of the year. And it's not just because he's led Lille to the title, but it's the way he's done it. It's been the way he's handled it in the press. He took so long to officially, like, to really say, "Yeah, we're going for the title," but he never downplayed the hopes. Like, I think you've seen. It, it reminds me of Claudio Ranieri with Leicester. You know how he was just like, "We're just gonna try and win our games and see what happens." It's been along those lines. It's never been, "Well, come on, guys, calm down." So he's, he's kept the team rotated well as well. Even though he's used the least players in league gun, he's always kept things fresh enough to say, OK, I'm going to give Jonathan Bamber a game this time and he's going to give his all. He's been the most deserved um, manager of the year and the player of the year. It, in in reality, I'm not, I didn't see it in the end, but it, it, it was between Yilmaz and Mbappe. Um, I'm going to go Yilmaz just because... It's really tough to be fair. If I could give it jointly, I'd give it to both of them. But I think I'd give it Yilmaz just for the the fairy tale aspect. Thirty five years old, first season in European football. No one expected it. I think Yilmaz wins it. And then finally, uh, sorry, and then my choice even. So I only alluded to it before, but my player of the year is Ruben Diaz. I think first of all for the impact he's made, but I think he has been integral to the city defence. And I think um, I've already mentioned it before, so I'm not going to go too much into my player of the year. But I think for me. Um, purely for impact as well. I think that's why I've gone for Ruben Diaz as my player of the year. And in my manager of the year, similar sort of trajectory is Pep Guardiola. Um, not just because they won the league, but I think in such a testing season in terms of you look at the pandemic and obviously 
obviously, they, obviously the, the way they started the season, I think they were 12th or 11th at one point in the league. And I think um, the way he sort of managed to keep them consistent when every other team in the league maybe wasn't as consistent in that Christmas time and January time. And I think he's kept this team going. He's managed to somehow improve the City team to what it was two years ago. And I think uh, as an overall team, not just attacking-wise. And I think that, I think, yeah, I think you can't deny it. David Moyes has to be, again, David Moyes, excellent shout. He's been... Definitely should be someone up for consideration. And I think Marcelo Bielsa, the same sort of thing. But I think because they won the league, but because of the way he managed to bring this team together and get them sort of playing well after losing the league last year, uh, the way also by, by quite a lot of points as well last season to um, to us. And I think that he's just the way he's gone back to win the league once again comfortably. But it's, it's such a testing time. It's, that's but, why I've gone for Pep. But are we including European performance? Because if we are... He no. can't. He can't no. be manager of the it's, season. It's, it's purely, purely, purely Premier League. I think if you look at European, obviously Tuchel has to be a great shout. But I think we're looking at purely how they're doing. In, okay. In, okay. In fair, enough, fair enough. And yeah, that's why I've got Pep. I think. Yeah. I think. I think. Whilst more Pep, I think you have to criticise his decision not to have a holding midfielder in that final. But that's for another time. But yeah, for, purely for league, purely for how he did in the league. I think. Yeah, for me, it's Pep. Uh, yeah. Naeem, um, who are you going to go for? I think I know who it might be, judging by your team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so pretty obvious reasons. Uh, Lionel Messi, um, considering obviously his age, the, the the numbers that he still puts up is just ridiculous. You know, there was obviously talk of him leaving uh, this summer, but I think he'll probably stay this summer. Um, he, well, he pretty much single-handedly pretty much got Barcelona into the top four um, because obviously halfway through the season they were struggling a bit but yeah I'll I'll go with Lionel Messi just he's just still one of the best players in the world but um, yeah he's my player this season my manager this season um, it's going to be pretty obvious it would go to Diego Simeone purely because of the fact uh, this is obviously their first title since 2013-14 season and although they nearly did kind of bottle it near the end of the season, you know, they've had a bit of dodgy form. Uh, he still managed to get them over finishing line. And yeah, they've played some good football over the season. And yeah, it'll be good to see what they do next season. Brilliant. And then finally, Ryan, who are your Serie A players and manager of the year? So my player of the year was a tough one. It actually includes players who actually weren't in my team of the season just because I couldn't fit them in because there's so many players that all play in the same position, the likes of Rodrigo de Paul, Berardi, Insigne, uh, Ibrahimovic. And it, in the end, it was, I mean, even Mkhitaryan had a great season for Roma. But um, I've gone with Romeo Lukaku just because not only did he score so many goals, but he got so many assists as well. They won the title as well. He actually contributed to 35 goals, which is two more than what Ronaldo did. So, And, yeah, he got seven man of the matches. So he's my player of the season. In terms of managing the season, it was between two. Um, Roberto De Zerbe of Sassuolo, just because they had a fantastic season. Uh, they only just missed out on European qualification. He is leaving, though, to go to Shakhtar Donetsk. And... Uh, yeah, in the end, I went with Antonio Conte just because of the job he'd done with Inter Milan. They had some... I don't think many expected it. A lot of people said they had a lot of Premier League rejects. Ashley Young, Alexis Sanchez, people like that. But 
you know, he's been proved right again. I just hope he doesn't go to Tottenham. Well, I think that's pretty much inevitable, I think, at this point. Um, but that concludes our our teams of the season. Now, we're all going to vote individually for our, um, comb- our combined team of the season before you guys do the same thing. So, we'll go back to the goalkeeper. Obviously, the fourth choice was, was Mengnon of Lille, Edison of Man City, Jan Black of Atletico Madrid, and um, Handanovic of Inter Milan. So, Alex, who's your choice for the goalkeeper out of the four? Oh, I, I'm going to go for Jan Oblak. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going for the exact same. Naeem? Oh, sorry. Yeah, Jan Oblak. And Ryan, clean sweep? No, it doesn't matter now anyway, but it was it would have <laughs> been uh, uh, Mike Magnuel, however you pronounce his name. Oh, fantastic, from, yeah. From Lille. So, yeah, that's a 3-1 three, three, to Oblak. So, Oblak is our first member of our combined team. So, um, right back, who is your choice, Alex? I've gone for Soufal. Oh, I like that. Um, I've gone for Gudrado. <laughs> and yeah. name? Um, I'm going to go with... Yeah, I'm going to go with Kufal as well. Um, yeah, he's been pretty good. Yeah, he's been a pretty uh, decent choice at right back for West Ham this season. So then, season as well. Yeah, I think he's been excellent, isn't he? Um, Ryan, who's your choice? I'm sticking with my own Quadrado. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, no. Now, this is where... Is anyone willing to change their mind? You know what? I will, because I pick Kufal. We're putting Kufal on our team. <laughs> Traitor. <laughs> I mean, the Kudrado the, thing, the, the 10 goal, 10, the 10 assists thing and two goals really made me... That's why I picked him. But I think... Of, if anyone's going to change their mind, it's going to be Kufal for me because I picked him and I really wanted to get him in. So, yeah, Kufal's like right back. Now, our two centre-back choices. We'll do both our choices at the same time. Um, Alex, who are your two centre-backs? Um, I've gone for Jose Font and it's tough. I'm actually going to go with Christian Romero. OK, so I've gone for Font as well. But I'm also going for Diaz. Um, Naeem, who are you going for? Yeah, I want to go over the same as you. Fon and Diaz. Yeah. Yeah, and then Ryan? I've gone with the same as Alex, Romero and Fon. Right. Oh, so one of us has changed your minds. I you know, I'm I'm not <laughs> gonna I'm not gonna trade you, Ryan. I'm ba- I'm backing Romero. That was a great shout. What, over you. Diaz? Yeah. Oh, I, I can't remember hearing this. Like <laughs> It's uh, the impact he had on that team. Diaz. <laughs> The Diaz, though, are you looking back? He's, he made at Man City. He's surrounded by world class players, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, not yeah, a fan of any Man City players think, in this. Well, when, when he joined and they just lost 5 3 to Leicester. And uh, have they lost that, that scoreline since? They haven't really. And he's. They, they were. Obviously, when they, when they first started in the season, they were in utter tatters. Obviously, the, they'd drawn a couple of games as well and they weren't doing well. But since he's come in, they've been absolutely solid in the back. You look at the way he's improved John Stones as well. I think you can't, you can't look, you can't look past that, really. Well, I have done. I can't believe this. This is this, this is an outrage. This is like. I, no, I, I, it's down to you. Hmm. Yeah, Diaz. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to call it a tie for this one. Right. This is. Well, no, 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 let's let's be honest. It's going to Diaz because Andy's going to make the graphic, so we'll just like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as a host, I do have the power, so I, I am going to have the. That's the point, actually. I'm going to have to, as a host, I'm going to have to 
sort of the um, what was the term when the 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 judges the judges vote? I can literally hear the power going to your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do I do enjoy the power in work, let alone here as well. So um, yeah, so our, our two is Font and Diaz. <laughs> I've made the executive decision on that one. Um, so left back, who are you going for? Left back, guys. Uh, Alex, who is your choice? Uh, I'm backing Ronaldo. Ronaldo, yep. Um, I'm going for Teo Hernandez. Um, at Naim. Yep, I'm gonna have to back him as well. Ryan did put across a great argument for him. So yeah, yeah Hernandez. And Ryan, are you gonna back his back your decision? Of course I am. <laughs> <laughs> Biased. That... <laughs> so that puts Teo Hernandez as the left back in our team. Right, so the holding mid of the three in midfield. Um, Alex, who have you gone for? Oh, I wanted to pick Trevor Chalobah, but I'm going to go with Casey Miro because I like what he's done this season. He's been defensive and attacking, so Casey Miro. I really wanted to add him as well. I think Naeem um, put a great point forward about obviously what he bought, and I think he is one of the best DMs in the world. But I think I think for purely the, the goals he scored at such a crucial time, I'm going for Gundogan as my choice. Um, Naeem, who have you gone for? I'm going to back my man and I'm going to go over Casemiro. Great. And then Naeem, who are you going for? No, Ryan, who are you going for? Casemiro. Yeah, I can't really argue that one. He's, he's, been, he's been excellent, so I can't really argue that. Um, so the other two centre midfielders, um, Alex, who have you chosen? Um, I have got, uh, I've got Paqueta still and I'm putting Marcus Lorente in. OK, mm. I've also gone for Lorente, but I've also gone for Bruno Fernandes. Um, Naeem, who have you gone for? I'm going to go with Bruno Fernandes because of the impact he's done in, at Man United. Yeah. And Ryan, who were your two midfielders again? Uh, Malinowski and Milinkovic Savic. Yeah, I'm going to go with Savic. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, Ryan, who have you gone for? Yeah, I've gone with, well, I've gone with Bruno Fernandes. Um, I'm slightly torn between my two choices. Um. Yeah, I'm going to make it harder. I'm going to go with Malinowski. That actually makes it easy, mate. Because now we've got Fernandez with three votes and Levante with two. Yeah. So <laughs> our two midfielders, other midfielders even, are Marcus Levante and Bruno Fernandez. Now, here comes a tough one. Now. So, are we going for Marino striker, Messi right wing, or are we yep. sticking to? Yep, yep, no, yep, we have to. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't say that because I really wanted to put Salah in the team, but I can't not put Messi in this team. I think to get thirty goals in Hang thirty-five on. games, I, I vote first. Oh, so, sorry, yeah, sorry, Alex. <laughs> hold, your, hold your voice, Andy. I'm saying that not not to be mean because because I'm putting Salah in. Are you? Oh, yeah. I think it's been understated. Point. Yeah, I think I think he goes in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is tough because I'd love to put him in. Obviously, I, I do love him a lot, but I think you just can't go past the, the sort of numbers Messi's put in and sort of, yeah, obviously with with age getting the better of him. So I, I'm going to go for Messi. Um, Naeem, who have you gone for? Yep, yeah, I'm sticking with Messi. And Ryan? Lukaku. <laughs> that makes it nice and easy for us. We've got two votes for Messi. So Messi goes in this front three. Now, here comes the other one. Striker. Um, right. Alex, who have you gone for? So, you know what? I did I did 
you know, I was thinking Yilmaz, but you did say Harry Kane. And you know what? I thought it is a good suggestion, but I want to hear from the man himself. So I just thought I'd ask him and see if he can motivate me to um, vote for him. Right. So I've got his team talk up. So let's just no. give it a listen. Uh, now, oh, as you can Christ tell from that, those inspirational words, um, <laughs> I'm going to vote you almost. <laughs> right, OK. Um, Naeem, who's your, who's, your, who's your striker? Um, I'm gonna go with yeah. I'm gonna go with Yomas. Yeah, I'm gonna go with him. And then uh, Ryan, who's your choice? Mm, I do like Yomas, but I'm sticking with my own one. I'm going with Nwankwal. Well, I can't believe Kane's not in this team. I can't believe this, but uh, it, it is Yomas <laughs> that's, made, that's made this team. Thank God. <laughs> and finally, this one's gonna be, I think, an interesting one. <laughs> I'm still torn who to pick um, of my left winger. So I'll let Alex go first. Um, I feel hard to abandon Mbappe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, this isn't a hard decision. I kind of want to go Griezmann, you know. Oh, <laughs> that is yeah. a plot twist. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I, liked, I liked Naeem's. I liked uh, Naeem's. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go Griezmann. Well, for me, it was between Mbappe and Ronaldo. But purely for about similar goals, but much higher age, I've gone for Ronaldo. Um, Naeem? I'm going for... Yeah, I'm going to go with Ronaldo. Yeah. Not... And then Ryan? I think I, I was... know which way you're going. I was going to say, if he didn't get in there, so I would have ended the podcast right then and there. <laughs> well, Ryan, <laughs> I, I'm the host. You'd have no say in this. So... <laughs> I have the call. <laughs> <laughs> so that is our team. So we've got in goal Jan Black of Atletico Madrid, West Ham's Vladimir Kufal as our right back, a centre back partnership of Jose Font and Ruben Diaz of um, Leo and Man City, a left back is AC Milan Theo Hernandez, our middle three is Madrid's Casemiro, um, Atletico Madrid's Marcos Lorente, and we've got uh, Man United's Bruno Fernandez. Our front three are um, Lionel Messi of Barcelona. Whoever that is, um, striker of Birak Yilmaz with um, Cristiano Ronaldo on the left. So our final decisions are our manager and player of the season. So manager, who are we going for? Alex? Um, I'm back in goal, yeah. Yeah, and I am of the exact same opinion as you. I think what he's done for that Lille team, he can't be a notice. So I'm also picking um, picking him. Uh, yeah. Nine. Yeah, it's going to be a clean sweep, yeah. What he's done with that team, yeah, you've got to give it credit to him. So I'm going with him. So that is a clean sweep for the Lille manager. Um, so, in terms of player of, of the season, um, who have you gone for, Alex, as your European player of the season? Could I have a reminder for this? It's the only one I didn't write down. I think I missed um, Ryan's. So yours is Burak Yilmaz. Mm-hmm. Mine is uh, Ruben Diaz. Um, uh, there. But names is Lionel Messi, and then.
to back it. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for Lukaku as well. Naeem? I'm going to go with Ruben Diaz uh, simply because of the fact of what he's done for that Man City team in the league this season. We won't talk about what happened in the Champions League, but yeah, what he's done in the league, yeah, it's been, been unreal. And then, Ryan, who have you gone for? Lukaku. Yeah, Steph. So, despite not making the actual team, Romelu Lukaku makes his player of the season with um, the manager of the season. Uh, a clean sweep again is that Leo manager. So, that does conclude our um, European team of the season. So, Wait, before before you finish, can you read out our, the European team of the season's defence again? And we'll all try not, not to laugh. Imagine it as the best defence in Europe. Right, so we've got Vladimir Kufal, Jose right. Font, Ruben Diaz and Teo Hernandez. Fuck <laughs> me. A year, a year or two ago, that would have been... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's got Sufal, 38-year-old Font, in front of Jan or Black. <laughs> <laughs> So our team would do bits. Slipping. Oh. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> well, I hope you all enjoyed that. Um, we're going to put obviously our team out on the pod, and then we're going to obviously let you guys decide yourselves who is your team of the season, but also who is your manager and player of the season as well. So, um, I hope you all enjoyed. Um, once again, thank you for listening to the Eurotrips podcast. We did actually release a video last weekend of on our YouTube video. Or both of Ryan's um, new career mode of uh, of fancy manager, football manager, but also we did we did a football shirt unboxing, uh, both all, all together for the first time in months. The three of us, uh, we all met up in Leeds and we all opened up some shirts. Uh, be sure to check out the video to see who we got, which teams we got, and see which one of the three got truly mugged off in, in the shirts in the shirt opening. So that's all from us. I've been Andy. That's been Ryan. That's been Naeem. That's been Alex. All the best. Ciao. Goodbye.